Hi, welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. We are so glad you're here. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And our hope is that this is a space where you'll find encouragement for your home and your soul. We have real conversations about God, interior design, and all the things we love. Our hearts are to encourage women to run their race, to keep their eyes on God. And somehow we managed to offer up some design advice for your homes in between. We share from our real life experiences and from time to time, we talk to some amazing guests. And head over to our website, bydesignpodcast.com. We have a post for each episode there. Uh, You can find images and a bunch of links to all the things we talk about. Um, You can also subscribe to our show there. So if you don't know how to subscribe to a podcast, head over to our website and we have a link there for you. So you can get it on your iPhone or your Android phone or device, whatever it is. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all that good stuff. Um, or even listen to our show on our site. There's a play button. If right there, yeah, easy. So easy peasy. So it's funny. My 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 cute little grandma. She was like, I don't know how to listen to it. Like, cause she's on Facebook. Cause she's like savvy enough to be on Facebook, and it cracks me up. And I'm like, Oh, Graham, I'll have to just show you when I come up. And I'm like, Or you could go to the website and like, like it's like she just has to do. Yeah, a couple of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny. It just podcasts I love that. are still like confusing to even people that aren't grandmas. So oh, it's for not, real. Like yeah. I, I have to have Kurt help me oftentimes. So I'm like, how do I download this so I don't need I Wi-Fi? Know. Right. Yeah. So. Usually, just for those of you who don't know, you have to be like, if you're on Wi-Fi, you can listen to it. Just like, stream it. Yeah, stream it over your phone, or you can download just that one episode if you're going to be off Wi-Fi so that you can listen to it. And like I can set my settings that it mm-hmm. automatically downloads them and I can delete it afterwards. Because sometimes I, I yeah. have one friend who's like, I don't have enough space to download. And it, the struggle is real. So yeah, we're all trying to figure this out together. But seriously, if you could share this with a friend, that'd be awesome because mm-hmm. we would love to um, just, you know, encourage whoever it is that God puts on your heart. So right. That's our heart for this. So fun. But today is so fun because finally... I feel like this has been a long time coming. We have Heather Holloman back. She's awesome. Yeah. So we are doing a little segment with her and we're going, it's going to be called The Verb with Dr. Holloman. Seriously, I kind of feel every time we talk to her, I almost feel like I'm a child again, like sitting, listening to a story because she's just captivating, like the way she speaks and she's so Mm -hmm. passionate and I just, I I really love her so much and her books have just Mm -hmm. been awesome and she has a new Bible study coming out, which is so exciting and it's amazing. Yeah, she's basically going to break down a verb. Um, every we're going to try to do it every month. Yeah, something in the Bible, just a word, um, like chosen or guarded. Do you know this woman has a list of words? <laughs> like, yeah, I, when she says that she has a list of five hundred mm-hmm. verbs, just you know, that's what she has. She yeah. somebody. Move. I love her mind, but she's it's brilliant. just a great way to take a word and um, try to apply it to your life daily. Uh, something in scripture and just live and be encouraged. So. And we're kind of nerds, so... By the word of God. Yep. Anyway, here we go. Well, today we are here with one of my favorite guests that we've had. And she's just brilliant and beautiful and full of wisdom. And we're going to have a new segment here on the By Design podcast with her. It's going to be called... The Verb. The Verb <laughs> with Heather Holloman. Yay! Where's all the applause? <laughs> I, feel like I love it. Yay. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Yay. It's so good to have you on the podcast again. Thank you so much for coming on. I love it. You guys are so fun. And I love that you love verbs like I love verbs. Oh, Why don't you just give us a little 
um, description on why you love verbs and everything, just to kick off this whole idea. Can you please share your passion with us? Yes. Okay. Well, the passion is years ago, my students were really terrible writers and they knew they were terrible writers. <laughs> and they they all said, Dr. H, will you teach us how to write? And I was like, what do you mean? Will you, well, I, I do teach you how to write. And they were like, no, no, no. All the textbooks are terrible. We just need to know the secret. So that day, about six years ago, I said, okay, the secret to great writing is if you just choose a verb that creates a mood and an image. And so the next day I gave them a list of 500 of my favorite verbs. Oh my 500. goodness. You have it's a list? In my little, yes, my list. It's in my book, How to Write with Flair, that I made oh for them. Oh my goodness. You can get that book on Amazon, <gasps> but it's my little handbook. I think I, and, I need that book. <laughs> and I just every day talked about my favorite verbs. And I found that when they use strong verbs, their writing became so beautiful. And my favorite verb at the time was grapple. So I oh. gave them extra credit if they put the verb grapple in their introduction, like they were grappling with something and it made their writing so smart. And I just love verbs. I love verbs like effervesce, mm-hmm. fritter. Verbs that sound like what they mean, like crackle is crackling. Mm-hmm. You know, fizz sounds like it's fizzing. So anyway, and then it's really a beautiful way to get people um, excited about how easy it is to become a great writer just by helping the reader see something and feel something through that verb. But I make them memorize the weak verbs by singing them to the tune of Jingle Bells. Do you want me to do it for you? I'm tone deaf. Oh, my word. I I love you so much, Heather. Can you? I love this. Sing. Yeah. So the weak verbs, and if you're a homeschooling mom listening, these are the weak verbs, and I make them sing them. Are you ready? It goes, be, bing, ben, am, is, are, was, were, has, have, had, do, does, did, can, and could, seems, appears, exists. They're not allowed to use those. Oh my (laughs) word. I think I have to change the way I speak and write all over. In every sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, those verbs don't, you can't see anything or feel anything when I use those verbs. So the classic example is like if, if you look outside the window and the students say the leaves are on the ground, I make them go through the alphabet and choose 26 more vivid verbs like the leaves arrive, blanket, cavort, dance, explode, fan, grapple, fritter. You know, you go through oh, the whole Oh, my alphabet. word. They could even use exanthate, which means to make yellow. The leaves exanthate What, what, what the means ground. to make yellow? <laughs> I need to know this because yellow is my favorite color. <laughs> exanthate, it's a weird chemistry verb. Exanthate, it just means to make yellow. I know, it's weird. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so for about... I've been teaching at Penn State for 10 years, and I'm known as the verb professor. So I reward oh. vivid verbs. They, they're turning in an essay today, and um, I make them, you know, underline every single verb and choose a really beautiful, you know, for them, it's analytical verbs um, that, you know, if they're analyzing an argument, they, they can use, instead of saying like the author says, they can say the author embellished or articulated you know, or argued. So I don't know. I love verb. I we're blown away. I'm seriously, I just, I kind of have my mouth hanging open because I'm just like, I cannot believe I'm such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I've been using them wrong all this time and I love them. No, I just, it's great. I love it. I just love it. But what happened is 
you know, my obsession with verbs, I began to read scripture through looking at the oh. verbs and looking at what they mean in Hebrew and Greek mm. and looking of at course the you did. <laughs> and looking at the images of the verbs. And so my, I think just the Holy Spirit, when I read mm. the Bible, for whatever reason, God uses those verbs. And I think they, the writers, the verbs were supposed to make us see things. Like when Paul says we're seated with Christ, we're supposed oh. to see the seat. And then the next verb is guard, that that God guards the lives of his faithful ones through Psalm 97. I asked. Okay, so can you unpack that verb for us a little bit? Can that be our first verb? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Psalm 9710, God guards the lives of his faithful ones. So I began mm-hmm. to look at, you know, what am I supposed to picture in my mind? You know, why do we, why do they use that yeah, verb? What does why that, that actually so look like? Right. So I looked up the verb in Hebrew and it's this sense of being carefully protected, preserved, enclosed. Usually it refers to the keeping of the law, like that, that you would not let one part of the law be lost or messed with. But in Psalm 97, it applies to people. So I was thinking, God, what biblical image did the most are we seeing most in scripture about your guarding care? And over 100 times in the Psalms, you see pictures of fortresses, towers, refuges. So I wrote my next book about the guarding care of God and picturing myself in a fortress of his care. Oh, I love that book. I love that book. It's so good. I love the it's way deep. it is, but I love for the me, way yeah. you, it's deep for, it's very deep for me, if it's deep for you. So Did we say what it's called? Guarded it, with guarded Christ. With Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Heather, you have such a beautiful way of writing because the imagery comes across in your writing, you know, and, and for somebody like me, I'm very visual. Like as far as when I do read, I need to be able to picture it. And you do such a great job of unpacking God's truths mm-hmm. in a way that I can understand it, you know, like. Oh, thank you. I think it's because our brain works best in images. We store knowledge in two forms, linguistic and visual, and we don't realize that we learn best by pictures. And so I love reading God's word and thinking, okay, what am I supposed to see here in my mind? Oh my goodness. So how has, okay, so guarded, the verb guarded, you were saying it's um, in its protecting form. So what does that mean about the character of God? What's the design of that? Well, this is the next part. Once I learned the verb, I was like, okay, God's guarding everything about me. He is guarding me in all my ways. If you look at the famous guarding Psalm, Psalm 121, it's all about, um, you know, that God is really guarding everything about you. He will never let any harm come to you that he hasn't designed for your good. So my question was, then why am I so troubled inside? Why do I still battle anxiety or hopeless feelings? Why do I feel weak? I like I had all these toxic mindsets and I thought, well, a person God's God is guarding wouldn't their soul be much more settled and stable and secure than mine was? Mm -hmm. So I started to look at what are the facets of God's guarding care because he indwells me by the Holy Spirit. So I was looking at Ephesians 3 where Paul prays that we'd be strengthened in our inner being. So this is why the book is so deep and more complicated than seated. So this is is my logic. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, God, you're guarding me. I'm picturing myself in the fortress of your care. You're indwelling me by the Holy Spirit. What are the facets of your guarding care? These privileges that are always available to my soul. And I made a Mm -hmm. list of 
of God's garden care and the forms it takes in scripture. So we have righteousness, peace, hope, power, and the privilege of living a crucified life hidden in Christ. So I have these five kind of mindsets that we should have because we are guarded by Christ every moment in our soul. So that's what I've been learning just about who Jesus is and why I'm not connecting with him and worshiping him for who he is as my guarding God. So I basically became more stable. My husband says, you're so stable now. What happened? (laughs) So that's why everyone needs this book. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. Seriously, because how easily, like, I think of that, that verse in James, you know, I always like come back to that verse in James of the man that's tossed about, you know, Mm -hmm. from the, from the waves and the water. And like, I don't want to be that man. I want to be firmly planted in the truths of Jesus. So that means I have to be like in his word and um, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal those areas that I'm not letting him guard me, you know, mm-hmm. or where I'm not being seated or, where, mm-hmm. you know, all of those. Just seeing yourself through the mindset of being guarded. Yeah. Yes. Well, especially that, you know, James talks about the the person who's mature and complete, not yep. lacking anything. Yeah. And so I was like, Jesus, like seated was all about identity for me. Yeah. Me knowing my identity in Christ. Guarded is all about maturity. Like a mature woman in Christ knows that she's guarded by righteousness. She doesn't battle guilt and condemnation. A mature woman understands Jesus as her Prince of Peace. And I was like, I don't experience you that way, Jesus. I'm full of stress and anxiety. So I felt myself growing up a little bit in the Lord. And I began to have these anchoring verses, you know, in Second Thessalonians 3.16, it says, may the God of peace give you peace at all times and in every way. And I was like, God, Make this true for me. And think about the verb guard in Philippians 4, 7. The peace of God will guard your heart and Mm -hmm, mind in Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. It means to come under the military protection. That verb is about military protection. So then, yeah. Yeah. So like, (laughs) say it again, thinking about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like When you recite that verse again, like think about that way God is. He's guarding you so completely. that. So imagine the peace of God guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And I, so I see myself in the fortress of of peace. I picture mm-hmm. myself just totally secure, you know, in the fortress of his peace. My friend who went to go have her baby at the hospital, she, the whole time she was like, Jesus, I'm in the fortress of your peace. I'm <laughs> oh, in the I fortress love it. of your peace. Just helping have an mm-hmm. image. I use the same image that the biblical writers did, though. In Psalm 23, they picture the still waters. Mm-hmm. You know, God leads us b- beside the still waters. Mm-hmm. So that helps me when I'm feeling really stressed out. I'll be oh. like, Jesus, you're my peace. My daughters, I like to help them remember, you know, yeah. look, you're in the fortress of his care. Picture the still water. The Holy Spirit is a calm place within you. Um, the whole, Jesus is peace. And that helps them because we all kind oh, of battle yeah. anxiety. Oh, absolutely. Not one of us is like free from that mm-hmm. in this broken, fallen world. So you have so much knowledge. It's just God's word. All I do is shape God's word Amen. to help people get it. More. I'm thankful though for people like you that can do that and they and you do it with joy and you do it um faithfully and you're mm-hmm. blessing so many people because of it. 
So, well, I just have, I believe God's word is powerful. It really is. And, you know, that's weird for me to say because I'm a scholar of literature. You know, I have my PhD in literature. So I read a lot of books. The Bible is not an ordinary text, it is a powerful, like it's the authoritative word of God that the Holy Spirit uses to change you. He actually, you will connect with Jesus through the word and he will change you. It's so amazing. Amen. I just, I feel like I have to just sit here and think about you have like, man. So what are some practical things that we can do to live a guarded life? Well, what I do is I identify first how I'm not living up to my privileges. What, what is, what's happening in the day that I'm, where I'm not aligning my life to what scripture says is true about me. So the first thing is, if I'm battling condemnation, I, I quote scripture, Romans 8, 1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But if I'm battling, um, you know, anxiety, a, a good skill is just knowing what God's word says about, about, you know, anxiety and asking God, you know, help me not live this way. Help me understand your peace. Help me understand um, how to renew my mind in this area. If I'm battling, you know, feelings of hopelessness, I just think, God, what do you say about this? And I look at, for example, I love Romans fifteen five. May the God of hope fill you with all peace and joy so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, another skill is just knowing, you know, kind of collecting anchoring passages of scripture. You know, this sounds like something someone memorized as a child, but you know, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause don't you wake up and you're like, I can't do this. I don't want to make another lunch or, you know, do the dishes or vacuum. I'm like, God, I know this is a small thing, but you promised to empower me by your Holy Spirit. That's right. Oh, I love it. I love, I love the way you bring the word of God and you live it and you make it accessible, you know, and it's our choice whether we're going to obey the word of God and allow Mm -hmm. it to like permeate into us Mm -hmm. and come out of us, you know, like. Mm -hmm. I love this conversation. Just, you know, you guys are just sharing practical daily ways that we can be guarded in our faith from fear and anxiety and all these things. But it also takes me back to like when my husband was sick and I see myself in that hospital room and I wish I would have known about verbs then. <laughs> like <laughs> just knowing that I was guarded. I mean, yeah, I sang but songs. But you were. I, right, I was. And I, I held on to songs like um, Chris Tomlin's God of Angel Armies, like oh, yeah. picturing yes. like the strength of God and his angels and his power in the room protecting us, No, you know, in no matter what came to be that he was there with us and that we are guarded in that way. What a God, what a love, you know, mm, that, he, the, that he chooses to like little us, you right. know, but a word like this, like guarded, we can take it into the small things of today, but we can take it with us into those big scary places and, you know, the, the real Absolutely. hard things. And, okay. Heather, thank you so much for sharing guarded with us and, Um, listeners, we are going to have this over and over again, where we're going to have wisdom from um, Dr. Holloman and uh, have her impart some more of her wisdom on us with the verbs that are in God's, God's word. So Mm. um, Heather, can you, can you tell everyone a little bit though? I'm, I'm really, really excited about this Bible study that's coming up. I cannot wait for this Bible study. First of all, it's a funny story because People asked me to write this Bible study. Normally, when you write books, you you submit your proposal to publishers because you want to write the book. Well, this time, I everyone was asking me to write it because they oh. love Seated and Guarded. 
And the publishers and readers were like, we really need a Bible study. Um, could you do this? And I was like, no, I can't do a Bible study. You know, first of all, I'm not finished with my seminary coursework. That was important to me. I wanted to make sure I was, I had all the knowledge I needed to bring God's word in a good way to people. So I really debated and prayed for months and months. Should I do this? Should I do this? And finally, I realized that God's word is my highest earthly value. Mm. And I was like, why wouldn't I shape a Bible study for women? But it's not a normal Bible study because it's a Bible study rooted in how our minds work best. So it asks women to look at the six most important verbs of Ephesians. Actually, seven. There's seven, but Mm. the first week is an introduction week. Okay. And okay. It, I have to, I'm but, sorry to interrupt you because I am just <laughs> so excited. I, I have had a, we have had a very generous opportunity to glimpse at this beautiful study and mm-hmm. Heather, I honestly, I cannot wait. I'm like, I want to lead this at our church so badly. I cannot wait to lead mm-hmm. it. So. Oh, I am so happy. Well, guess what? Yesterday, a psychotherapist who owns a huge practice in Michigan texted me to say she wanted to make this Bible study required reading for all of her clients Oh, because of the power Amen. of not living in your shadow narrative. So it's about the difference between a shadow narrative and what the business world calls the signature story. So what I teach my students is, because they have to collect, they have to write stories for their professional life. It's really big in the kind of um, business world and education world right now, teaching students to tell really good stories for their interviews, for their professional packets. So I teach this idea, the signature story. It's the story that most represents who you are and what motivates you in your life, like why you do what you do. Well, in the Mm -hmm. Bible study, I ask the readers to think about the stories God has written about the seven verbs in Ephesians and throughout the book of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. And, um, the difference between though the signature story is what happens is, is we're not often telling the right stories about our life. Instead, we live in what psychologists call a shadow narrative, meaning this lie that Satan is telling about our life or that we're telling about our life. And it's usually a hopeless, depressing tale about all that we're missing all the ways we're a victim, all the ways that we don't have what we want. So I love this Bible study and it comes a lot out of my own coaching of women in ministry because a lot of times they just live in these terrible tales of rejection and loneliness and emptiness. So I help them see what God says about them. And I love my book. The book of Ephesians is my favorite book in the Bible. So it's all about helping women see themselves in a new way. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, that reminds me of something we, we, um, I heard Rebecca Lyons say recently that, um, you know, what do we label ourselves by? Is it by our brokenness or by our wholeness in Christ? And so I yes. love the idea of grabbing onto these verbs and these words and using those things to define us because we, we use words like, well, I, you know, I am like, I'm manic, depressed, whatever, like, you know, yeah. I have all, whatever we've been labeled as, that's who we think we are. Even if it's yes. like, or like, I feel like women do it even in a simpler sense of, I'm just a mom. Or, right, you true. know, like, yeah, this is all that I am. And what, what a powerful study. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. I, I, I just want to high five you. I know. We're, we're high fiving here, we're Heather. Excited. I cannot wait because I, but it's weird. I'm really attaching to one verb in particular in the study. But what I can't wait is to see which verbs women um, ah. really love because at the very end of the study, a woman gets to choose 
which of uh, which save they're called savior stories yeah. in the Bible study, which savior story she really wants to work on and then present to her group mm. or her church or you know they could do a banquet or they could do something where a woman gets to share her story that she's really spent time writing. She could even do it as a podcast or a YouTube video or a song, but just what is the story she wants her life to tell? Mm. And so my, my signature story is being seated with Christ. And that's what I'm, I've become most known for. But what if there's a woman who has a beautiful story of how she's chosen in Christ or that she has been strengthened as one of the verbs or what it means to be renewed or filled or proclaiming. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. We're just having a re- revelation over here. <laughs> Are you having a revelation? Yeah. Okay. We're so excited about this whole idea of the Savior story. Oh my goodness. I cannot we could, wait for women. I am just so excited. Yeah. We're gonna well, it do trains this. them in evangelism too, because yeah. by the end, they get to go tell their Savior story. To someone, because Paul, the the last verb in Ephesians 6, most people study Ephesians 6 and they look at the armor of God, which they should. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. But did you know that in Ephesians 6, Paul asks for personal prayer, which he only does a few times in his letters. So he's about, he says, would you pray this one thing for me? So I was like, what is he going to ask for prayer for? Is he going to ask for a wife? Is he going to ask to be, you know, out of prison or whatever? And the one thing he asks is, he just says, pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, I would proclaim the mystery of Christ boldly and fearlessly. Mm -hmm. That's all he asks. Help me proclaim. So I think the Bible study will help women have a story that they can begin proclaiming. So I just cannot wait. I cannot wait. I have goosebumps. Right. And like, how often do we proclaim the good? Like, you know what I mean? We proclaim our salvation like once and, you know, name that we are saved from all this. But as we walk through our, you know, Christian lives, we don't really take time to do that. This mm. is like a, a wonderful idea. I'm Well, I got I got five or six um, actual stories that women have already begun writing. So each chapter you get a little sample story, mm. which is so fun. I just love all the women that agree to write little stories about what God has done through that verb. So I I am so excited. Thank you again for using your gifts and talents and the way the Holy Spirit has molded you and the way God has made you into this woman who, um, who knows that she's seated and she's able to then share that with so many other people and more, you know, I just, I'm so thankful. Oh, you guys are so encouraging. You guys are so encouraging. I am just we're, so, we're encouraged. Oh, what are you, that, you serious? <laughs> um, so, um, Heather, what is something that is your design obsession these days? Well, my new design obsession is on our window, our little window ledges. We have these little nests and little painted eggs. And I got them with my little coupon at Pier 1. Um, oh, wow. We have a little Pier 1 in town. But I love them so much that I was thinking just buying those, you know, fake little cute nests because every spring, you know, I know I've been doing this for 10 years, but every spring I take my girls on a nest hunt and we know where the robins are. The Northern Cardinal lays eggs in the same place and we follow and we even have a morning dove nest that we know how to find. So we do like nest identification and we peek in on the eggs and it's... 
It just brings so much joy because oh, every day we you. check on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do bring neighbors because I have a, I know how to find them. And what you need to do is watch where the birds fly and they will lead you to their nests usually. Right. And then, and you don't want to check all the time. You just want to maybe go maybe once a week and you can put your phone up and take a picture because I don't like to disturb, right, right. you know, the nest. But I love Robin's eggs are mm-hmm. so beautiful. They that are. bright blue. And then um, I love morning doves are so beautiful. And then the Northern Cardinal has those speckled little beautiful eggs. So um, I know, and it's snowing still here. So we don't get eggs. (laughs) I know. So we start looking in about um, May. And normally a lot of these eggs will hatch within you know, a month. So right. it's not that long to wait. And then, um, but Northern Cardinals are beautiful. The, the, the male is the bright, bright red and the female is more of a darker color, but the male is the one who makes the nests and, and cares for her while she's on the nest. He's such a good so husband. He's so good. So oh. anyway, I'm obsessed with bringing, my mom was a design, um, you know, an interior designer. And she always talked about that trend of bringing the outside in. Mm -hmm. So whenever you can have nature brought in either through little nests or little, um, you know, even branches that you bring in and put into your, um, you know, um, bouquets. Cause remember in Christmas time when I was with you all, we were talking about pine cones. Oh yeah. Love it. I still have some pine cones out. I need to get the nests. (laughs) I need to go on a nest search. So let me ask you this, the nests that you're, are you actually bringing in nests from outside into your house? No, I okay. get the little fake ones only because I do worry about, you know, yes. parasites. Well, oh, yeah. we, we had a friend here that did that. Like, I think that she found a nest that fell out of a tree or something. Yes. And then she brought it all like, on her screen and porch and she ended up with like lice and all these yes. bugs like invading yeah, her house. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to touch the nest. I mean, I do. It's funny now that people know that I'm obsessed with nests. Sometimes kids will bring me nests they find, which oh. is so precious. But oh, and you're I like, oh, I think you can no. somehow sterilize. <laughs> I don't know if you like freeze them or do. There's got to be a way to sterilize yeah. the oh, nest. Definitely. I don't know how to do it. Vinegar. But you can also just arrange them in the yard, like you know the little fairy gardens that people oh, yeah. make mm-hmm. in the terrariums. So, um, they're yeah, so cute. That's sweet. Yes. But there's so. all kinds of. I love just the idea of getting nesty kind of things oh, in your house yeah. for Easter and just I but, got so excited yesterday because I took the dog for a walk because the sun was shining finally praise Jesus mm-hmm. and I walked the dog and there was the trees like the, the moss is getting green again mm-hmm. and there's like little succulents that the chicks and hens are starting oh. to come up on my neighbors oh, I like, love succulents and it just gave me such hope and like when I was driving I like had um I saw like the like the lilac trees and stuff, mm. they're starting to get like a green tinge to them of mm-hmm. buds, you know? And I love I that love stage. It. I love that stage yeah. where it's like new life is just starting, mm-hmm. you know? And to bring that in, it just oh, right. sets Let's your Let's rip whole... some of those branches off and oh, just I put them in a vase. I know. I was like, <laughs> I don't know whose yard this is, but I'm just pulling <laughs> over. When I we... know. It just makes us happy. It just brings joy. I don't even... And there's so much... I mean, why do birds sing? How do they teach their calls to each other? I mean, they're... You know, being at Penn State, there's actually an acoustics department devoted to songbirds. Like, and the research on how birds uh, learn their songs and why they sing. And it's a mystery. God is so incredible. Oh, my gosh. I I know. I'm kind of a crazy bird woman. And I... <laughs> I love birds. <laughs> um, 
I it brings such a smile to my face in the morning when I lay in bed and I can hear them starting. Mm-hmm. And then I remember hearing something about how they sing even in the rain. Like even on bad days, they still sing. Like mm-hmm. no matter what, they will Incredible. wake up and they will sing God's promises. It's a mm-hmm. new day and oh. new mercies. Like I just, I love It's weird that. though, because why do they sing? That's what I, in the yeah. morning, for example, why there's no biological reason why they need to announce their presence. It doesn't help <laughs> them in any way. So I don't know why they do that other mm. than maybe it is a praise to God. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> or cries out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I, so that brings joy. So. I love this. Well, I think I'm going to do some searching and pull together some like inspirational nest kind of Eastery things. Could for, you like, imagine for like a tablescape yeah, or something? Yeah, really cute stuff. So just to inspire all mm. of us for... Thanks, Heather. It's a great idea. I love it. Well, I also Lead put the out the little bowl of Cadbury mini eggs, which are oh dangerous because you will eat the entire thing. <laughs> okay. They're on sale right now, like two Don't! for four a giant, and <laughs> okay. I will eat the whole bag. This is how we know that we are soul sisters because when you first said eggs, that's all I could think of <laughs> were those mini eggs. And Lindsay got me started on them. Oh She's gosh. an addict. Okay? I am. I, I am. Yeah, They're we, so good. Me They're and my so kids good. just ate a huge bag of them like over the past week. And it's Have been you had bad. the white chocolate ones? No. Oh, they're so they're good. so good. Oh, no. You guys, if I were there right now, we would be best friends. We would just do <laughs> stuff together and yes. bring eggs over. Well, when we come to Chicago to see you, um, we'll bring mini eggs. <laughs> and, we can and, eat them in a corner. real nest. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, thank you, Heather, for all your tips and wisdom. We love you. Okay, no problem. And I'm going to send you a cute picture of my daughter who knitted me a nest with eggs. Yeah, and I want some. You can send me some pictures um, to share of what you've got going on over there. Your cute little I can't wait. eggs and nests, and you know, we we love to see it. Seriously, perfect. Okay, girl. Well, have a great, great day. You bye. bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>